hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Somewhere in the world it's probably morning, right? Good day, welcome, welcome, welcome one and all to Cargo Tea. I almost want to sing Cargo Tea. Yes, welcome folks, welcome to Cargo Tea. want to say special, special, special good day to every single one of you, wherever you are listening to. Hello, hi, 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 guys. Okay, come on over. Come on down, guys. Come on down, come on down, come on down, come on down. Let me see y'all. Let me see y'all. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to Kako Tea. I am so excited. Tuned in, yes, I see you. Uh, Devansha, welcome. Uh, we have folks coming on, on social media platforms like Oh my God, lots of folks are coming. Yes, come on down, come on down, come on down. Let me see y'all coming on down. Yes, welcome. Hi, Nisha. Hello, hello. Oh my God, it's so good to see all of you. Lily and Kisha, Kisha and thank you guys for coming on. Welcome to Kanko Tea. Today is September the 7th. It is September and I hope it's going to be a September to remember because yes, the county of Itasi is on. Of course, that's for Aureli, the county of Itasi. <laughs> Just, uh, yes, my darlings, thank you very much uh, for stopping off today's Kako Tea. I did tell you guys last week when I was on that the next time you'll see me on would have been September 11th, but I lied. Yes, I lied, I lied, God forgive me. <laughs> I actually, um, in between that time and, and a couple of days, you know, new guests, um, new people coming. Big up to my sister Aureli. Aureli was like, "You need to have Tarina on your show," you know. And I'm like, "I'm like, well, what's so special about what's so special about Tarina, girl? Let me tell you, I, I'm gonna correct myself on that one time because Tarina is like my sister. I mean, like we 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 told people actually for the longest while that we were sisters. Uh, when people would ask us, especially if we'd be in Rosa together, walking together, people would say, hey, who's that girl Tarina? Or they would say, hey, who's that? Uh, I would be like, my sister, my sister. We just live it at that. Hi, Julia. Hello, guys. Thank you guys for coming on. I just want to welcome every single one of you on, you know. We have, a, we have a hot show in store for you. Tarina is actually in the lobby with her, her specs looking well, well ready. And and I just want to encourage y'all, if you're just coming on, I like to see flags. So do me a favor and drop your flag and share the live. Share the live, drop your flag and share the live. That's what it is. Yes, drop your flag and share the live right about now. And let me know where you're tuned in from and listening from New Jersey. Hi, Her Excellency Jennifer Baron. Yes, yes, yes. I see you. I see you. Uh, we have mommies in the house. We have um, Nashia McIntyre is in the house. Julia Piosh is in the house. Big up, big up, big up, big up. The flags on them coming true, coming true. Dominica taking over. Denise is in the house. Dennis is always there. Top fan. Top fan, right, Dennis? Tell them I said so. Drop your flag, share the live. Drop your flag and share the live. Of course, I want to remind you guys uh, that this show is also sponsored by Digicel. Better together, better together all the time. And today we have something 
we have actually two things very special for you guys. Digicel launched um, or always has their Shake to Win promotion that goes on. But this time for Back to School, you get an opportunity to Shake to Win an Amazon Echo in time for Back to School. That's the Digicel. So Shake to Win. Yes, I see them being bim massive in the house. Welcome, BIM. I'm not sure what flag that is. Oh, gosh. One time, one time. LaShonda. Haiti, I know I see the Haiti, I know the Haitian flag. Um, I, I'm not sure about what the other one is. I don't wanna I don't wanna see and I mess up myself. But I see the Haitian flag, so big up yourself. Um, Wichita Falls is in the house, George, George is in the house, your Baham. Oh, sorry, Bonjour, she said Bahamas is, is that it is now Bahamas. My bad, my bad. You can shake to win an Amazon Echo in time for back to school with Digicel. Uh, don't forget to do that. Wherever you're locked in, if you're locked in on YouTube, you're locked in on Facebook, that's those of you who are especially in the 767 area code, you get to shake to win uh, for this wonderful Amazon Echo. I actually own an Amazon Echo, and it is so awesome. Like you can you can um, set up your lights on it. You can set up so many different things on it. My lights used to be on it. I used to call, up, call it and tell it, you know, Hey, 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 Lexi, turn on the turn on the lights, you know, so you can definitely, definitely make use of that Amazon Echo to remind you of all the different things that you need to do in your life, especially with back to school. And those of you who are locking on in 767 also, especially if you are on the digital platform and you're on my platform, you get a chance to win a three day bundle that's a three-day prime bundle with digital all you have to do is comment below and with the, so make a call any comment and at the end of the comment put hashtag playgo so don't just hashtag playgo like it's crazy you have to make say a comment put a comment there you understand and then hashtag playgo and you can do it as many times as you like two people on my platform will get a chance to win a uh, three-day prime bundle and one person on the digital platform will get a chance to win a three-day prime bundle we got to get this show on this road we got to get this show don't forget always to support my show if you can show your support patreon if you want to do monthly option paypal if you want to do a one time i call it a blessing bless me with some goodness support the show today and donate thank you very much for that of course we are going to get ready for the show because it's showtime it's always showtime i want to remind you during the show you can always ask your questions i encourage folks to ask their questions early o'clock so that i don't miss you i don't mistake a question i don't know there's no uncertainty or anything so make sure you do that early o'clock yes Godzilla. what's up what's up what's up What's up? I see um, Gail is on, Dominica and, and Lucia. Send Lucia in the house. Big up to y'all. Thank you very much for tuning in. Are you ready for the show? Are you ready for the show? Eh? Let me know if you're ready for the show. Let me see your thumbs up that you're ready for the show. You ready for the show? Thumbs up. Let's see those thumbs up. If you're ready for the show, I have known. I knew Tarina, I think it was the first so when I decided to move back to Dominica, I, I ran into her through, uh, at the time, that person was a mutual friend of us. And we just clicked, we just vibe, we just, we were just, wow. Like it was like, it was, like, it was love at first sight. We, we definitely have 
man she, she's doing hard she's doing love at first sight well, yes we're ready for the show we were definitely it was like it was truly amazing meeting someone like her and i'm telling you like over the years uh we've stayed in touch we've always been in touch with each other and even when you know she was pursuing her studies um her mom i remember her mom came on the side and tell me he had a good secret she, has, she thought she think i didn't know her like a business you know i knew all her business her mother was telling me all her business so when she think i was asking because you must see her you must see her in the back when she thinks i was not asking because I just not curious. Her mother's coming and said, give me all I like all I like story, all I like all I like We're gonna get ready and I'm going to welcome her right about now to the show. So make some noise. I sell out. <laughs> I'm gonna say I sell out. <laughs> I'm gonna say I sell out in business. Make some noise and put your thumbs up for Tarina who's in the house. Hi, Tarina. And I hear you, hear me? Wait, I hear you. Which one? Which one you have me on? Okay, this one, this one. Wrong one. Okay, wrong one. Wrong one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. You understand? Okay. Shutting up yourself a little bit. Shutting up yourself a little bit. You have too much windows open, Papa. I can't keep up. All my things, you know, today, dear. Yes. I better. You're looking great. You're awesome. I need to wipe my. My, my screen needs to wipe it. Hold on. Oh, it's telling my mom. Every time she take a picture. I mean, wipe this screen now, man. Wipe the camera. No, I want big screen. I have to be wiping my camera. But it's okay. Y'all know it already. Hot, hot, hot. All my crew in the building. Drop some heart. Y'all know the crew. Yes. yes. <laughs> Oh my God! It's good to have you on. It's so good to be back in 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 live action with you. What an honor! What a privilege to be here today. Thank you for reaching out to me, my darling. I am so glad we get to chat again. They 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 they're they're killing my life with hearts. All those hearts. Yes. I tell you that, that that's just our culture. Love, love alone. <laughs> love alone. Tarina, it is love. it is it is indeed. I know you've been you've been out of the limelight so to speak but in a different light over the last I mean, uh, you're in a different light you know the light you're not yeah. in the limelight you're in a different kind of light and I'm and going. i <laughs> <laughs> let me tell alisa she gonna come and preach for you today so get ready get, get, get ready <laughs> your preaching voice you know your preaching voice hold on Let's go. Ready. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're so ready for, for Tarina here. And all the folks are locked in. They're locked in. I want to pick up the folks on the Kakoti page. If you're locked in on the Kakoti page, if you go to Tarina, Tarina Simon Ministries page, Digicel page, JL Joseph page. This is where the parties are. This is where it's happening. This is where the interview is going to be held. And I want to say um, a big thank you to you, Tarina, for, for making the time. And I think it was, um, it was a divine intervention because I wasn't supposed to be back until September the 11th. But I guess God had another plan for us to be on today. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I am so happy to have you on. I I know a lot of folks, if you're looking in the region, you might be wondering what is so special about this girl? Why is everybody like heart seeing? And why does everybody care? Or why does even everybody know anybody want to know who she is? Or even know and or even get to, to hear her story. But you, if you're in the region, you might remember Tarina as a Digital Rising Star. She was the winner of Digital Rising Star back in 2007, right, Tarina? 2007, Digital Rising Star. 2007, yeah. Yes, so she mashed them up. She sang She sang a few songs. Um, I, I was actually going back in the archives and looking at, at videos of her um singing um tina turner what's love got to do yeah. and, you <laughs> and you did a rupee gift thanks uh yes. one, and you did um I, I think it was al green let's get it on mm -hmm. um you we cannot forget simply the best yes yes how can i forget simply the best that was yes. the jam. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the one that broke. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, definitely. You. So you have been known to be a singer for for from the time you came out on on the limelight. But we kind of want to go back to where it all began, um, because it's it's a it's a it's a story that continues. And we want to take it from the start. Uh, but before we take it from the start, something I always like to do with all of my guests, I like them to interview um, or introduce themselves as who they'd like to be known as. So if somebody were to say to you, who is Tarina Simon, who, what would you say? <clears throat> Tarina Simon, Tarina Sheena Simon, is one who is from a heel of God's grace that hears and obeys. I choose to go by, you know, um, what my name means, my full name, because I truly can look back on my life and see that I really did come from God's grace. And I, I really had to make certain decisions to hear him and obey him to take me to the point which I am at right now. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to add, you know, to my name, Minister, Minister Simon. And so it's a privilege that he would he would consider me and give me that opportunity to go out into the world. So I consider myself Tarina Sheena Simon, one who is from the heel of God's grace that hears him and obeys. That's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this? I know your fans out there, they, they're definitely enjoying that. Tarina, tell us a little bit about um your upbringing where were you born and raised i was born at princess margaret hospital in goodwill i was born to one jennifer baron no tuesday and roy davidson simon um i was raised by my mother jennifer baron primarily she was my primary guardian and i am so grateful to have been watched over by her. Um, you know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go so they should not depart from it. Well, mommy, you did a good job, you know. All of the times where she would tell me, 
Don't say you cannot. I don't want to hear that word. Take it out from your vocabulary. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Truly, I'm seeing the evidence of that foundation in my life today. And so Tarina came from humble beginnings, you know, single parent home. Um, uh, we initially, we lived in um, Hillsborough Street, Hillsborough Street, and then uh, we later moved to Bath Estate. Estate for true, blue, blue, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we acquired our home in Upper Jimmy's. And so my life, you know, transitioned from town and then I moved out a little bit out of town and then now we're all the way, you know, in, in Jimmy's right now. And currently I reside in Wichita Falls, Texas. So Tarina Simon, humble beginning, single parent home. Um, you know, I, I, had, I, I had a gift. My, I didn't know I had a gift. My mom spotted that from a very young age, and, you know, she, she gave me that speech I'll never forget. She said, you always see me in my head. I tired. I'm tired of hearing you. <laughs> Go and let people hear you sing. Go and let people hear you sing. Go sing. Use your gift. God give you a gift. You just sing it in my head. <laughs> Use your and go and bless people's lives. Use your gift and go and let God use you. That's what he put it in you for. And then she gave me this story of the talent in the Bible. And she said, God gave you a talent. Use the thing before he come and ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? Or before he take it. Of course, a little scare tactic in there. But it was from that moment that I first sang in church. And um, from there... You know, before that, I would sing in choir because I went to St. Martin Primary School. And then um, I went over to Goodwill Secondary School, transferred over to Dominica Grammar School. So I didn't gather any moss. <laughs> um, and I was always, you know, in the choirs there. And then I recall um, when I sang with Goodwill Secondary School for the National, National School Choir Competition, Mm -hmm. You know, I joined, and that's why I met Kendall of Triple K. He was playing keyboard there, and my cousin Janet was the one who, you know, would always be going to choir practice. So one day I asked my mom, um, can I go to, with her to practice? And my mom was like, yes, go ahead. And then I remember Miss Charlene. Uh, Miss Charlene was the one, you know, when you were coming, you have to sing. She heard me sing, and she said, Okay, we're doing joyful, joyful. Lord, we are dirty. You're going to take the lead. And I was like, huh? I've never sang on a stage, never done anything. And Charlene, God bless you, was the person who, you know, added to that extra push that my mom um, gave to me. So I'm really grateful for the women in my life. You know, my, my mom pushed me. Then my, my cousin, at the time, I didn't even know she was my cousin, Janice. She, you know, was. Like, girl, you can sing. I love you. always humming. Come with me to choir practice. And then Charlene pushed me in the forefront. And, you know, thanks to everyone else, you know, who, who gave me that permission to be there on the stage. And it was at when, that point. When you, when, you mm -hmm. were, when you were placed on stage the first time, what was going through your mind? My knees were shaking. I just remembered that... <clears throat> We are on a mission because Google Secondary School, I think that was the first time we won the trophy. And I remembered, you know, that we have a mission to fulfill. And that was the mindset that I had to engage in, that I have a mission to fulfill. 
hand and the ball is in my is, is going to be the, the baton is about to be handed over to me and I have to knock it out of the park. And that was all that was on my mind, you know, at that moment, because I was looking at my team members on the choir with me. I was looking at, you know, Michelin and looking at, you know, Kendall on the keyboard and everybody, you know, um, just listening to us sing joyful, joyful together. And then when I burst out, <laughs> I was nervous, but there was this boldness that just took over me. <laughs> you want, you, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I want to hear a little bit of it. You, you know, joyful, I always God of glory, Lord of love. Can't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tarina, I'm shivering, I'm shivering, I'm shivering. I, let me tell you, my sisters, my mom, all of us, we are, we are Tarina groupies. Like, like heart and soul. My sister loves you, my sister Aurel. Look, I just saw my sister Jarell popped into the chat. Uh, what is she saying? She says, love me some Tarina. What a talent, you know? Like, like folks are, are coming on and, and, and showing love. Your mom is there. I just want to make sure that you know that she is there. So I want to bring her, her, mess, her comments on the screen so you can see. But she is definitely there when you spoke about, you know, taking care of, uh, of, of you and how she did it. And she said, I tried. Thanks. God bless you, my child. You know, like she, she's here with you. A lot of folks, Julia Piosh is, they having their own conversation in the chat. Yes. About about I love it. <laughs> and, and people are excited. Okay. So you, you did the choir thing and, and that's mostly where a lot of, a lot of young talent gets discovered in, in, in shows and competitions that, that they perform in. But a lot of people would probably remember you as one of the youngest, if not the youngest ever. Um, and in, a, in addition to that, woman singing Calypso. And I remember, and I will tell you, like, even before we met, um, I remember, you know, hearing Calypso music and, and listening. My father was always a lover of Calypso music. We were not allowed to partake in carnival because we were we were Christians. But the Calypsos would always, my father loved Calypsos from Trinidad days, and like, you know, the old school Calypsos. And I remember hearing you, you know, like in an arena of men. You know, what was that? Take us back to, first of all, what possessed you to want to do Calypso? I wouldn't say possessed, but moved me. <laughs> I'll go back to Dom Festa. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Dom Festa competition. I took part in Dom Festa competition, and I remember um, my mom, you know, being the, the, the pusher that she is. If I say I want to do something, I believe in something, she always backs me up. And um, she's always been that person to be like, okay, you want to do Calypso? Or you want to do Ampesa? Let's do it. But it was actually, I, I believe it, if I'm correct, it was Mr. Simeon Joseph, my principal in grammar school at the time, who um, you know, suggested that we take part. If, if my memory feels me right, but yes, I do have to give hats off to Simeon Joseph as well. Simeon is an amazing um, coach. Amazing. What a man. 
what a man had of to use it. God bless you. And so it was through Dom Fester. Um, initially, we had tried to, um, you know, get a writer because my mom was like, okay, there's a competition coming up. I want to take part. Um, my mom is the one who loved Calypso. I did not like this one. I will be very honest. I did not like Calypso, not even to save my life. Calypso and reggae, two things. But I grew in love with the art form because I saw the mastery behind it, the beauty of putting compositions together, the discipline that it takes for you to even put a song together and work with a writer. For those of us, those of us who use writers, the discipline to learn and to build the, the vision, the concept. And so it was through Dom Fester I met Tim Duran. And I built that relationship with him. And he wrote me a Calypso song. Calypso, so Calypso actually song. And when I sang there, I won the competition. And everybody was like, you should go up for Calypso. You should go up for Calypso. You should try out for the competition. But at the time, I, I think I was considered too young to compete because, um, you know, I was told that I should go in the junior monarch. Mm -hmm. But then the following year, I would have qualified at least within age to go up for um, the Calypso competition. And so we approached Tim Duran again, who graced us with his pen. And he wrote us, you know, um, he wrote us songs. And so from there, I ended up on the big stage. And I have to, oh, I always remember Mr. Observer. Observer was one of the ones um, um, Tim was writing for as well. And, you know, he came on and he helped coach me on, you know, um, understanding the puns of Calypso and, you know, um, knowing when you should you emphasize certain things. And then I have Acti Mamer to thank as well, um, who would come in and help me on the vocal side because I did experience a little bit of her touch during um, StarQuest prior to that, StarQuest mm -hmm. competition. And so um, uh, so many people influ influence and create help to, to formulate this style of or to launch me into that arena. But above all, it was you, everyone in Dominica who had seen me compete. They would see me on the road and people would, I can't remember all faces, but the boys, the number of people echoing, you should go up, was what I responded to. And then, of course, my mommy in the back there, you know, telling me, you can do it, my daughter. You can do it. I believe you can do it. So she loved Calypso. So <laughs> it was so an thirty years, you know, she enjoyed and so I stepped out in faith and I did it because it was something fun. It was new. I was like, okay, I would love to learn. It's, I've never done it before. Of course, it was nerve wracking being young, the youngest in the crew, a female among so many men, but I was well received. And, um, and I'm so grateful for the big brothers that I gained through the at home. You know, I have to shout out Hunter and Sai, you know, all the guys who really put me under their arm and loved on me and encouraged me and clapped for me, you know, when we were out, out of the, off the stage, when we were off the stage. And so I'm really grateful for my warm receipt. When, when, what was one of the, your most memorable songs singing in Calypso? Like one, one of those that really, because you, you were always known to have a message with, with everything that you said. I guess it was somewhat prophetic, you know, the way you, you would always come out with a message where where some people would probably throw the cathedral, they you, they would they would they would, they would, they would, they would <laughs> 
some of the some of one of one of the songs that really like resonated with you through your years of calypso um my first the first song um you know i believe i am god to my people it was good when he played my card on the table i was blessed and of course the 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 oh, you cannot stop rap. there girl. you cannot stop there you have to what happened to you know you cannot stop the fans look at them on there you start singing it <laughs> give us a little yes. more yes i don't even remember the, where's royet royet is the person that reminds me of my lyrics <laughs> she knows the songs like the back of her hand but yes. honestly that first song you know co um commonly known as ela Oh my people, my friend, why are you neglecting me? I love that song because I had an opportunity to stand as a voice for the island of Dominica, to the people of Dominica. And um, for a change, you know, the, 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 the terrain, the nature, nature got a chance to have a voice. And I was the one to speak on behalf of our country because, you know, we experienced a lot of littering, a lot of political divide, a lot of so many things going on. And at that point in time, it was a beckoning of the country for the people to come together. At the end of the day, why are we destroying the land that we have to live in? And so I loved, I loved how Tim, you know, put so much of his heart into the lyrics of that song. And I had the privilege to personify it. And yeah. And actually, that was my second song. Yeah, that was my second song. That was your second and song. And so, yeah. Good. I, I want to I yeah. big up Tim. I know a lot of a lot of folks look up to Tim. Tim is such an amazing, he's not just an amazing um, writer, and he's also a journalist. So, you know, big up to Tim. You are, uh, we, we miss Tim on, on, on news. <laughs> And you know, reading the news first, we miss that. Oh, I love when he would do that little thing with his head, you know. When yes, he I, was <laughs> I love this. <laughs> what, what, oh, was it, man. what was it like working with him as a writer? Because, oh, because you know, you know in, in a writer's mind, they know what they want the song to say, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. and, and then you are. Tarina, you also have your own emotions and that you want to put into the song, and and sometimes it can there can be a disconnect, you know, where mm -hmm. where yeah, it's your song, but I kind of want to put my little thing to it. What was it like working with Tim? Tim allowed me to put my own thing to it, and that is one of the things I love because the boy, oh, yo, yo, boy, oh, yo, can you hear me now? That was all me expressing the the I guess the call of Dominica to the people. So he allowed me to have those liberties to express and to create the image of the presentations of the song and to personify. He allowed me, he gave me that liberty. And, you know, I would really enjoy when he would bring the songs and then we would sit and he would bring his guitar. And that's how I would, you know, initially hear the song. So he would come and sing, you know, so full of energy and passion. And then I would just listen. And then I would take my time meditate and say okay well, how do you want me to sing this song and i'll just go i'll just go because i would always internalize what it is that i'm about to sing mm -hmm. 
what do I want the people to feel and to know from these songs outside of just the words? So in other words, I had to put action to the words that were being you know, given to me and entrusted in me to release. And I am so grateful that Tim gave me that liberty, that artistic liberty to be an expression to the words that you know God would have put in his heart to give over to me. And he trusted me with the battle. He handed it over to me and he let me, you know, make it what it was in the end. And I really appreciate him for that liberty. I really do appreciate it. It was where I built the character of Karina, you know. And then according to what it's called, Karina. <laughs> My God, the first man bought me queen. Even before yeah. I had a crop. Was what <laughs> Let me see. Oh, Lord. And so, um, with him, it was really easy. It was an easy because he, you know, he has a real mellow, um, personality and just really laid back. Um, but you saw him come alive when he would present the song. You know, you would see him come alive and, and he would, he, he was so meticulous. He wanted it to be perfect, you know, before he would give it to you. And then when he handed it over, he entrusted you to finish it. So he was a good rally runner. He would hand over the baton and then he would let, allow you to finish the race. Sorry that somebody else is on your dad. Is on. Who's that? Oh, he's hey. on. Hi. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on me? So, so you, you would get on stage and, and, I think you, I can probably almost without a shadow of a doubt say that you opened the door for a lot more women to be um, comfortable getting into the Calypso arena because you were, for, for one, you were young, you were, you were very young and I remember you being, you know, in the top five and, and you're like this little girl on stage because you're not exactly tall, <laughs> right? And Five three and five two and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, you shot her at me. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I recall, you know, that you op you kind of opened the doors for a lot of women to feel um, that it was okay to get into calypso, um, and more and more over the years, we've seen quite a number of women like like at one time we had a lot of women you know you know doing calypso um calypso and you, you kind of gave us the the confidence how did you feel you know being the only woman on stage you know when you had to compete at that time i didn't even consider that i didn't think i don't know for some reason i didn't see myself i didn't consider the pressure i guess because like I said, I came in because I wanted to learn. I, I was having fun. I was, I was, I had tunnel vision. So it's like, I was just like, I want to learn this thing. I want to master it. I would study, I would study the action, study persons of old, get old tapes, study other um, countries, you know, and how they present it. So to me at that time, it wasn't really, I wouldn't even say that I was in competition with anyone. If I, if I, if I would be so, 
Tinubu to say that. I don't think I was competing because my mom had already conditioned me with the mindset that, hey, you're doing this because you love this. Win or lose, either way, we can still do it. And that was always something my mom always told me. Don't go in there and try to lose your, your confidence or lose yourself or just, just, just go out there and just do it. And so for me, I, I didn't even feel like I was competing. Initially, it was just like, okay, I get to do this. This is fun, you know, because again, I'm young. I'm like, what, 17 or something like that? Yeah, because I'm yeah, 17. So I don't know. I guess I was naive. So to me, I was just like, let's just do this. Let's have fun. There were pressures. Don't get me wrong. But for me, the pressures were more of perfecting the craft and understanding and doing honor to it. And all of the women and the men who had gone ahead of me, I wanted to make sure that I had done well and, and brought a, a, a level of excellence to the, um, to the art form that was already set and take it a little bit further if I could. And so for me, I, I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really considering my gender at the time, if I have to be honest. <laughs> but when person mentioned it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize how great or how big it was at the time. Walking Now, you know, in retrospect, you're looking back, I'm like, wow, what an honor. Yeah. There were also a lot of controversies around Calypso. And you, you were, I guess, in the front seat of a lot of it in the sense of you were, you were seeing it happen, unfold. I remember one controversy was about the whole, there was a whole voodoo thing going on. There was a whole Bas voodoo thing. Basi, I make a The next year. But of course, I mean, what's the question on this section? Because again, it's hearsay, who knows? <laughs> so, I want to I wanna get your, I want to get, get a sense of what was going on through your mind. As Because technically you were still a, a, a young person. You know, and hearing these things going on um, within an organization that you're technically part of, uh, what was going through your mind? How were you feeling? I wouldn't say the organization, but I'll say, you know, everybody has their motive as to why they want the crown. And of course, you have something like $27,000 or at stake, you know, money, as the Bible says, is the heart of all, is the root of all evil. And so sometimes you find persons being driven for whatever their reasons are. I, again, I have no evidence. I have no proof. I can't speak other than Bassi's song. So maybe we could, we could call Bassi to explain to us what it is he saw or what it is he knows that we don't know. But again... Because, because, because Tarina, why I bring this up is, you know, you, you were performing. And, and as far as people said, I, I recall it very well. And Royette just came in and, and reminded us, you know, Royet is, is there. And I remember you yeah. hearing you singing it at tense and, and you knew your song. And then they were waiting for the second verse and the first, you sang the first verse again. What happened there? I'm telling you, like, honestly, from my perspective, because again, it's not like I, at that point, I was no longer an amateur because I had already gone through um my first year of competition and you know we have our um what is tent tent yeah so 
you do that on a weekly basis, like literally every week, like clockwork, on a Wednesday night, Saddam Tent. I was with Saddam Tent at the time. <clears throat> it's something you see, it's a song you sing throughout the entire season for almost like what months because the Calypso season is what, six, six to seven months. Right, right. So just envision that you, you, <laughs> You're singing this song and you're singing this song over and over again. Which song was it though? Oh, um, I'm trying to remember this song. Right. <laughs> I need. I sister, my dearest sister. Um, but you know, outside of that, outside of the song, I just recall I'm on stage and if even even when I look back at the replay, I was then acting every verse. As like, it was my lifeline, my life. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. What was it? Sing the song for me. Throw a lifeline to me. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. So, I remember I was on the stage and I'm enacting it, like each verse, because each verse had a part of it that had to be enacted. So my physical body was manifesting the enact the action of um of the presentation that was planned, but I was literally totally unaware of what was happening or coming out of my mouth and it was only when i stepped backstage i remember it was it val who um hugged me and he said you know um it's okay you know next time so i was like what are you talking about <laughs> i was totally i was totally like what is he talking about and i remember it was my mom you know she ran up to me and she said you don't know what happened i told her no what happened she said my daughter my child you don't know what happened i told her no mommy what happened i sang the song because I remember when I was walking up the stage, I remember looking at Peter, um, the pianist, and he was like, man, like, you know, you, I, every, and I was wondering, why was everyone just standing there? So, I, again, I, you are the only person getting this interview. No one has ever spoken, of, uh, um, spoken to me about this. So, from my perspective, I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, I, I sang the song in my mind. I know I sang the song. But for some reason, and, you know, I am so sorry to all of those who were routine and, you know, we were expecting to go home with the crown that night. I really apologize to everyone who was disappointed that night. I can probably say, me, I'm a tear blues. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I just recall going backstage and talking to my team after mom told me what happened. And I was like, you're joking. I, I was like, what? <laughs> I said, no. I told her no. And then she was like, yeah, that's what happened. And she said, it's okay. And I said, okay, well, I mean, if that's what happened, what can I do? At this point, I have a team of almost like 15 people that was there with, uh, with me because we had, you know, that, um, that second song to go sing because it was just the first song. And I had to go encourage them. So in that moment, I, I couldn't even, I didn't have time to even think or process anything. I just recall, you know, going backstage and just, talking to the team and apologizing to them and say, guys, I blew it. I'm so sorry. You know, we had practiced for a long time and put our presentation together and everything, you know, all of, all of, and, and I would work with the sister, some of the sister singers. I love, 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 love my sister singers. You know, so I just recall when I went backstage and I told them, I am so sorry. I blew it. I took full responsibility. As you know, a leader should because I was leading them and they are, they're here supporting what it is we are here to do for the night. And I told them, but guess what? We have another wrong to go. Let us go out there and ensure we give all of this. Just go enjoy yourself. At this point, we know we're not going to get the wrong. And again, I have, 
I have to thank the wise words of my mother. Had my mom not prepared me, I would have probably been shattered because she told me it's a competition, but it's not, it's not your life. Ensure you're going there, win, lose, or draw, whatever it is, just give your best. And at that point in time, if it wasn't that mindset that I had, though I was very young, I probably would not have, I probably would not have gone out to do the second round. Probably if I was a prideful person, I wouldn't even bother. I would just say, okay, well. Look, Riot is telling you your second song. She's making sure you know. <laughs> the second song was the bond anyway. Yes, because she was there. She was there, yeah. So we went out and we just, at that point, you, yeah, what can you do now? The thing already happened. It already happened. And, you know, it, it's really God's grace that kept me because that's in front of thousands of people. And at such a tender age, you know, for you to process that, man, listen, <laughs> it could only be God. That well, 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 apparently, apparently Bassi knew what was going on because he sang a and to me, I ask you, you need to ask some questions, you know, but all jokes aside, you know, it, it's part of the performing art. You mm -hmm. go out there expecting to give 150% and the night that you're anticipating that your best people step out, you step out with 2%. Mm -hmm. And you have to go out there the show, the show continues because again, it's a competition, and I know if it's one thing, even if on that night I didn't get to sing this song, but the message had already been passed. The message of the song had already been passed. You, you wanna give us so a little taste? I, I can't remember the song, <laughs> and I really didn't even um say let me prepare. Honestly, I can't even remember the song. No more. Right, go ahead and put the lyrics. Let me sing it. <laughs> but honestly, no, I don't. I really, I genuinely don't remember the song. And it's not because I, I don't like the songs or anything. I love the song. But I'm not there anymore. I think my assignment of that season was to wake up our people to the reality that we need to, one, be united in order for us to overcome anything. We need to be in one mind. We need to love each other. And no longer seek after hurting each other because all of almost all of my songs that was that was their that was their position, mm -hmm. and it was about united as a people. For example, um, when my mom wrote that song about the endangered species, about yeah. the young men in an endangered species in Dominica, we were just having young men killing young men, young men just dying tragically. You know, it was a cry for us to wake up as a people, wake up wake up wake up <laughs> like we have work to do we have to pray we have like it was just me beckoning dominica to wake up so you on remember, that night even you have an endangered species i believe you remember in it you know and you're just playing part she playing part right she wanted to send some lyrics for her right put down the lyrics in the in the chat right <laughs> Somebody just said that Sarah, Sarah Robinson just said, Royette, I want to hear her sing. Put the lyrics in. <laughs> Big up my cousin, Royette. Royette, let me tell Royette, when Royette did you talent, she every song that you sang. You know, like she, she really Royette loved. Knows, I'm 
one of the things I admire about her. Her heart. She loves something, she pursues it. And Royd would remember every lyric. Like, every, not just my song. Everybody's Everybody. song. <laughs> so I'm so grateful for I just want to shout you out Royd one time. I yeah. love you. Thank you for being one of those um, who supported me fearlessly, like with all of your heart, unbiasedly. You know, yeah. I really want to talk to But yeah. Um, okay, so I want us to jump into Digital Rising Star. Um, and and so you, you're getting, you, you, you slightly got out of, you got out of the Calypso Arena for a moment, or briefly. And, and it was that same. Yes. You decided to pursue a, a different genre because, I mean, with Digital Rising Star, there were so many different genres that had to be explored. And you went out there and you just blew Dominicans away. Like, well, I should say you blew all the other countries away because you emerged the winner. Why did you, first of all, why did you get into that competition? What, what were your expectations? I, I remember after, you know, um, after 2007, because that was the year I repeated the verse in the Calypso arena. So it was earlier in the year, and that competition was happening later on in the year. And of course, even if I had that mindset, of course I'm disappointed because I'm like, man, all my fans, you know, were rooting, and they were like, even if, ah, at least a little bit tearing away. <laughs> so, you know, at that point, I'm just like, let me just take a break. Let me recuperate. Let me try and strategize what my next move is going to be. And then it was my best friend at that time, Josette Lapie, who told me about the competition. And she was like, see, I know you say you want to take a break. I know you say you want to whatever. But they didn't let me. And that's why you, who is in your corner matters. They didn't let me. I remember she was like, do, if you don't do it for nobody else, do it for me. You know when that's, only like me. that's only like Josette. <laughs> He said, you know, you think it heals my heart, you know? <laughs> my Josette. Josette is a piece of work, you know. When I get her. That one there. But I'm so grateful because she, it was three people. It was she, my other really good friend, Anthony Dyer. We know him um, affectionately as Tony. Mm -hmm. And my mom. These three people who knew how disappointed I was, you know, that I didn't do well for everyone and, and whatever, even if I had to just still move past it. But they knew my internal conversation. They knew the behind the scenes. And they were the three people who said to me, no, you can't give up. You can't stop. If you're thinking of giving up, you're not allowed to. Basically, they didn't allow me to stop. And it was at that point, you know, Josette said, and they do it for me. And then my mom was like, do it for me. <laughs> and then Tony was like, see, you know, you, you, you know, you, you know, you know. Everyone was like, okay, do it for me. And I was like, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then I sat and I said, I'm not going to allow disappointment to stop me from doing what I love. And so I went. I didn't pre-register, I think you could pre-register or something like that. 
and I just showed up that day. I, I think I, I didn't even go prepared or anything. I just showed up, you know, at what young and auditioned there and there on the spot. And I just remember the um, judges that were there at the time. They did this. <laughs> they looked at each other because I was, I was the, I think I registered like maybe three or four before the last. Like, like that's how much I didn't, I was like dragging my feet. Three or four before the last. And when we went in, when I went in, you know, I just sang because Alicia Key. I think it was, yeah, that song. I think it was that song. And that was it. Well, guess what? Inside. Tarina, look at, look at what just happened. So I give you the song. So everybody, Ryan, I give you, you the full song. No, it have more. It have more. It come in. It come in. I can. I can. I can read it all. I said it's so long. Ah, huh? knows songs like she knows the song. You are you seeing the full song from what she from what she wrote? I do find it in the comments. Is she going to yeah. sing? By all means, Tarina has to do a little song. And Ray ready song for her, and she put it. <laughs> she put it in the chat. <laughs> Right. Let me go on. I was looking for it on. Right, right here on my screen, but I cannot, I cannot, I cannot scroll down. Let me see if yeah, I can that's side. Okay, so everybody has to sing along. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, I can't get it on this side either. I'm going to find it, and I'm. We we want to. Hear, are you seeing it? I seen it on your end on the screen there. But um, on my end, would I see it on my end as well? Yeah, I've seen it. And she me, you know. Think she joking? Somebody WhatsApp. I'm have it. I'm waiting. But you know, um. Yeah, and trust me, she's typing it. She is typing people. Today's honorary member of this conversation is Royette Laura. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, um, probably it's not on my in my section. It could be on your in your chat. Okay, let's see. Is it in your chat? I'm trying to find where it is. Like I, I cannot even see. I think it's in. I think where I'm not sure where Digital, where I'm, where it is looking at it. She might be looking at it on Digital platform because it's saying. Oh, oh, depends on. Okay, I see, I see. Yes. All right, fancy thing. But anyway, I really cannot remember the lyrics, no? but I'll sing what 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 you have on the screen. Just for the sake of the people, just to remind you all again. I want you all to. So not just focus on it's not about me it's uh, really about what god wants to say to you people so many people were morning put the thing up Nigel. i waiting waiting mm -hmm. for it i was hoping her was gonna send that to me hold on she going and send it on whatsapp yeah i can see that one i can see that one i just have to see the two things you seen it you seen it 
on your screen here. Is it back? There we go. You know, this is our 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 family. We're having a ball of a time together. You there alone? Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> take it, take it away when you're ready. Take it away. Lady, playback. If I can find it, man, that my computer crashed. I think I lost all my, all my playback. Well, this one goes out to all of the, all of the mothers and fathers who have lost children. You know, throughout the years. I just want to encourage you all with this song. Right, I see what you put in WhatsApp here. Eh? A community mom, the loss of one of son, a bright and promising youngster, victim of a senseless murder. What could have gone wrong that you had to hack him down? Couldn't you have talked it over instead of using a dagger? Now there is pain, there is grief. There is sorrow. Another young man ain't gonna see the sunrise tomorrow. But in the flower of their youth, we sing their requiem. Grandparents bearing their grandchildren. Soon, just as the crop on this is a rule, young man will be an endangered species too. Another mother born mm -mm, at another funeral. Another one down. Another young man gone. Another mother cried. Cause another son died. Another one gone. Another young man gone. He was a son, a father, and a brother. He's left to mourn. A mother, sister, and lover. Now there is pain, there is grief. There is sorrow. Another young man ain't gonna see sunlight tomorrow. I just repeat him for you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. That is good. <laughs> 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 we, we, we were talking about. <laughs> the, the, let me tell you. That's the, written the by my mom. And we had um, ghosts help us with, you know, putting it together for the sake of flow and all of these other things. But yeah, it was my mommy who wrote this one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we spoke a little bit about Digital Rising Star and, and how they were absolutely blown away when you first sang, um, I think you mentioned it was Alicia Keys, you know, at the audition. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the, the rest, you know, of the competition. How how you how you managed to make it on that big stage and really compete. And we know that it was not just all of you because Dominica really rallied around you, eh? Not like, like, like seriously. So it was not just you. 
But how did you feel? Yeah. You know, <laughs> going through that competition, being on stage and and winning. You know, people are messaging me left, left, right, and center. People are messaging me on WhatsApp. Oh my God, we've missed Tarina. Like people, people are so emotional. <laughs> you know, like 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 seeing you on here. You know, and and I mean, it's, there's a difference between just having you on a show, but we're really exploring your your singing career because now you're doing a different type of singing, and, and we're gonna get to that in a little while. But yes, we have to get to what got you to that to that place. Um, let's talk a little bit about you know performing a digital rising star. Well, from one big stage to a bigger stage. And um, again, to me, at that point, I, 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 I'm a humble little girl. At this point, I'm a, a very humble little girl, prayerful, you know, in love with God. And I would always ask him, okay, what do we do for this song? How do we pre how do we prepare for this song? Because all of the like all of the um presentations like we would do for Calypso on stage and stuff, it would be you know myself and some of the other um team members that we had working with us. We would pitch ideas and we would make it come to life. So coming from that experience and then going up to another platform. It was nerve-wracking because at the time I was in nursing school, and um, I was also I was also realizing how vigorous it would be as you moved along. Mm -hmm. Because initially, you know, you would do the interview locally, and then um, of the people picked from Dominica, because it wasn't just me; there were others who were picked from Dominica, and um. And so we would have to travel to Barbados um, bi-weekly. Then it became weekly. Because as you, as you, you know, kept going up and up and up in the selection process, I had to travel every week. And, you know, sometimes I would get stuck. You know, your flight's supposed to land at a certain time. And I would get stuck in certain countries. But I have class in the morning. Because you would have to leave, I think it was the Thursday night, we would record the Friday. So we would record a week ahead. And so for me, it was very taxing because I would have to travel. Um, and then thankfully, my mom would travel with me. Um, and later on, you know, they made allowance for her to you know, keep coming with me. Because um, again, I'm young and, and, and I'm so grateful that she was always able to be present in that regard. So I wasn't necessarily just out there by myself. You know, I had my, my man and my momager with me. And it's not sending me too. No, she sent me way past. Okay. So I had my momager with me for most of my travel. Um, and you know, she would really help, you know, cushion the process. Because I would have that you know, voice to keep me going and to cheer me on. And of course, just seeing how the Dominican public, like not just even the diaspora, Dominicans all over the world, China, oh, people that couldn't text would send money to their people to, to text. I remember, I remember people would, people would send money 
in people's accounts, on people's phones, yes. to just text what Tarina. People would sit down like, like all day texting. And so for me, it blew my mind away that, you know, a little girl like me, even if, yes, okay, I had, you know, some exposure um, with Calypso and previous competitions, but to see that, you know, Dominicans would, when Dominicans make up their mind about something, that's it. That's it. And, and, and yes, I went out there, but it was on the votes of the people. Because from that point, once I got selected into the process, it was on the based on the vote of the people. It was based on the voice of the people and the people spoke. And, you know, it humbled me even more, even more that, wow, that, that, that people would pick me to represent them in such a, 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 an auspicious occasion, you know, um, at such a time as that. And it humbled me a lot. I, I, I prayed a lot throughout the process. A lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, because I'm like, God, I don't even know what songs to sing next. Because, you know, you don't get help. You just get a theme, and then you, um, on the back end, you get a theme, and then you have to pick your song. So to pick the right song every week, I mean, it had to be divine intervention. It had to be divine intervention. There were times when my mom would be like, I think you should sing this song. And I remember when I sang Simply the Best, you see how beautiful it was looking on the front? I cried. I cried because at that time I wasn't vocally aware of my, of my ability. And I'm like, God, I, I, I didn't know you could change key and all those things, you know. And I remember Josetta again. <laughs> we went to Portsmouth because I wanted to create the outfit that Tina had on. And we went to Portsmouth and I and I, I got a seamstress to fix up the dr a dress for me. And then um, it was a dress Josette gave me, actually. And we fixed it up with the tassels on there. And then we went to Portsmouth and I bought the shoes that I wore. Because I wanted the exact shoe or something close. And I remember we were, we were standing up waiting for a bus. And people don't know these things the behind the scenes. A lot, like constantly, because you have a, a limited space to learn a song. Memorize it, master it, create a vision for it, and then perform it. And even when we got to Barbados, you literally got there, you get to go right away, you have to go practice, you have to go um, um, work with the musician that's there to arrange the music. I'm very talented musician, very skilled musician. Literally sit with him, boom, 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 boom. That's when I realized, oh, I could change my key. <laughs> and then, I remember she told me, you can sing the song. My mom told me, you can sing the song. I cried because I couldn't hit the note. There was a particular note. I couldn't hit the thing. And I practiced and practiced literally every day. I still have my study. I still have to go to school. And I still have to make that time to practice and practice. So it took a lot of discipline for me to actually be intentional, to practice, to perfect what it is and listen and re-listen and study that particular song performed to several persons and pick okay and develop what it is that i was going to present so on the back end there was a lot of work sleepless night a lot of work my mom had to deal with me singing in her head like literally no 24 7 because <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to get it right every week and i think probably because i 
had experienced that, that, that disappointment prior to, it drove me. Because now I got wings. I felt, you know, I felt help. I felt help. I, I felt my help <laughs> on the inside. I felt God helped me on the inside because I would ask him to help me. And so traveling every week, sleepless nights, still have to study, have to do your exams. Coming back late, missing young first class on a Monday, having to write letters to be excused from class just to move for the formality sake. But of course, the whole nation is aware, and I would have re received grace from my, from my instructors and from the institution of the nursing school at the time. But listen to me when I tell you work, work, hard work, and I'm saying I'm saying this so that you know you the the, the the viewing public can honor what it is that persons go out there to present to you. At whatever contribution level it is, it takes a lot of work. Like I had to print lyrics, walk around. I, I would be walking around with my paper in my hand, learning my lyrics because back then, whatever, had mom's office and print out lyrics and walking with my lyrics and practicing and making notes and visualizing in my head because again you're not yet on the stage so i'm not even there i have to visualize what i'm going to do when i get there and i would love to pre-plan ahead of time so i would always have my vision and then when i get out there it's just show time eh? show time show time and <clears throat> i got that opportunity to represent not just my country, but my mom, my friends, those who intimately love me. I got to represent God because at the end of the day, you know, it was he who gave me this strength because I could not do it on my own. I would have said no. Mm -hmm. But I thought there are people who love me. There are people who probably want to continue to hear from me. There, there is purpose for this mission. Yes, there was a price. Honestly, yes, there was a price, but that wasn't, that wasn't it for me. It wasn't it for me, like honest, like even when I was seeing Calisto, if it was for the money, I'll probably probably still be you know trying to endeavor towards it. But mm -hmm. I realized that oh, I feel I have, I have fulfilled my assignment and it's okay to sit down. We're talking about okay. we're, we're talking about the motorcade that happened when you won because people were people went I wow. of that. That blew I, my mind. I was in Canada and I remember you know, my sisters and my mom, you know, really telling me about, you know, the, I mean, I followed it from a, from a distance, you know, we'd get excerpts of, of the, the competition. And, you know, my, my, my mom and my sisters always tried to keep me in the loop in whatever was going on in Dominica. Because I remember when um, that guy that sang Coco, Coco, Mi Guash, um, came up. <laughs> You know, I'm like, um, so if it's Emeka, Kaigo, you know, I always knew these songs, and and people always wonder how, how are you not in Dominican, you know, all these things because my, my, my family, who I remain very close with, would always tell me, and I remember, you know, my sisters rallying with you, my mom, my mom was probably your alternate fan next to Royet, <laughs> and and I remember, you know, and Roy is talking about, you know, the motorcade, you know, that, that happened, you know, when you won. And, and how did you feel 
about you, how your countrymen kind of like really, they represented you, they supported you, you represented for them, and you won. You know, you know when West Indies would play and win, mm-hmm. and everybody would gather. Like, I used to be one of those gatherings and celebrating. And now to be on the opposite side, <laughs> to be on the opposite side of things. First of all, it was during a political season. During political season, it was an election year. All right, and the, all people are very passionate. When we on when we we pick a side all right and to see the mystery of all dominicans no matter what political party they supported everyone put down their flag and put up a white flag and say we are we put up our green flag actually and say we are one and i remember this little girl somebody had written a song about the little girl bring the whole country together and i think it was maybe chess was it chess chess daddy chess yeah Daddy Chess wrote this song, you know, about this little girl brought the whole country together. And I'm like, well, it's the small acts, you know, sometimes that have to cut down big trees. And so it was just so humbling to me. I remember when I came from the airport, I know, you know, people like Kimo and like and and I was I insisted I wanted Kimo to pick me up. Because listen, supporter Kimo. <laughs> Kimo put his whole business on the front for Tarina and you know really supported Mr. Nassif. Oh may he so rest in peace. Mr. Nassif. Oh, that man just took me under his wing and supported me, helped with my costumes, and oh my god, so many wonderful sponsors. And so many people would help silently and wanted to remain that way, and I'll keep it that way. You know, they would support financially and help, you know, with costumes because, again, I would fund all these things by myself. And then here we go, coming back home. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm coming back home. And everybody was blah, blah, blah. And I heard, you know, they have a motor. I mean, you know, okay, it's a little motorcade, nothing small. JL, the airport was full of people. I had never seen something like that in my life. And I'm like, I just remember looking up and I hadn't slept around that time for a while. And I remember looking up and just saying, God, it can only be you because I am nobody. I'm the little girl. And they rightly said it. I was his little girl and he was using me mightily at that time to bring our people together, to bring us in one mind to fulfill something. So it showed us that if we make up our mind to do something, we can do it no matter the size of the obstacle. We can overcome it. And we've seen it in stuff like Maria and you know we recovered so well in you know, instances like that. But at that time it it really that was where if I was humble I went all the way down. I humbled myself to see that God would, would bring our people that are so strong minded and separated at a politic at a peak political season together. Together. And nobody didn't didn't feel no way to stand up next to <laughs> you know because we get passionate about things so for me it was very humbling i remember taking a moment because they wanted to do an interview when i came in and i said no i need to stop and i need to give god thanks because in the end yes i won but i believe he has the biggest victory here 
whatever assignment he wanted to fulfill of bringing Dominica together at this time, he did it. I was just the vessel that he used. And I remember saying that to the reporters and I was just like, just give me a moment. I to thank God. And I paused just to thank him and just to tell him, thank you, Daddy, for using me in a way that I could not have been used. Because when God favors you, I guess, and he has an assignment for you to do, he will get done. And I submitted to him. I prayed. I, I asked him, help me. I don't know why you asked you putting me on this journey. But I know, let's go. We're doing this. If it's for the country, if it's for the people, let's do this. And jail, he did it. The mission was accomplished. It was fulfilled. People, every, like literally something, a driver would take us maybe an hour. It took us maybe five hours to get to Roso. By the time we got to Roso, I landed probably around like maybe 3, 4 p.m., somewhere around there. And by the time we got to Roso, it was after 10, 11 in the night. We, and, and, you know, most people were like, okay, let's just keep going. And I was like, no. I did not have voice by the time I got to Roso, but I said, no, every, we have to stop in every village as long as there are people, children, old people who are on wheelchair. Everybody come out of their home to see the little girl. And I would stop in each village and sing for them, simply the baby. I would stop. Why? Ooh, not, not, not because of me, but because, wow, God moved their heart and they responded. So I have, even if it's the last little bit I have, let me give it. I gave I all. I gave it all. I remember when we got to Roso, I wasn't expecting that. Then here comes Cecil Josie, mayor of Roso, handing me this, the keys to the city. I said, <laughs> <it up." laughs> we, we were on the bridge entering Roso. I can't remember the name of the bridge. Lord help me. We were on that bridge Roso. Because the name changed. Back then it was another name. We were on that bridge. And I remember stopping. I said, I told him to stop. I need to take this in. And I remember looking to the back, looking to the front. And then they presented the keys to the city to me. And I just held it up and I said, God, this city is in your hand. I just remember, and that was my prayer. No one heard it. No one, no, no one knew why I lifted it up. Everybody probably thought, okay, by holding it up, yeah, 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 I have keys to the city. No, I held it up and I said, God, this city, this country is in your hand. You have given me the keys and I'm giving it back to you. Do as you will with this country. And then we drove, went to Bayfront. You know, Bayfront, Bayfront is an entire stretch. The whole thing full, full of people. People travel all over Dominica to see this little girl. You see, <laughs> to some of the big men, you know, they use it as an insult. Because the little girl, right? But I accepted it because I'm a little girl. I was a little girl. I was a child. At that time, I was a baby. Baby wow. in the arena. First time I do this thing. But God used me mightily to bring all people together. And I don't know what the purpose is for. He alone knows his agenda. But mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. And That's I'm so good. grateful Everybody, everybody, thank you for what you did for yourself and for God and for what He had assigned for that period.
of my life. You you have such an amazing story. And I, I, am, I know people are crying. I, like I almost broke them for a second. Like a split second, I, I get, why, let me tell you. You had me here for a second. Yeah, it's not easy to make me cry. <laughs> it was surreal, honestly. It was surreal, like to look out and to see so many people. Every village, people drove from all over. I remember my family, some of my family from Delhi's drove across because we were not passing through the Delhi's road. They drove from their homes, left their homes to come to gather. What a time. What I a want, time. You, you spoke during that time you were actually in nursing school. What happened after that? Let's take us from nursing, nursing school. What, what were the decisions after winning this big contest while in nursing school? What happened to Tarina after that? Well, Tarina, ultimately, Tarina wanted to complete nursing, but Tarina did not complete nursing. And it was because of, you know, um, what happened around that time. Um, for the sake of, you know, integrity and all of these things, I, I, I won't discuss the details. But, mm -hmm. you know, I was moved to make a decision to leave the program. Um, and thereafter, I sought employment and then I was employed at the Dominica ESC and Ports Authority, where I was at, um, employed as a junior administrative clerk, entry as a junior administrative clerk, working um, directly with the human resource manager and the CEO. And so I worked with them for about three years. And um, it was a really a character building time. You know, I think probably as a young person, you know, I would say those there there were the last two years of me working there were what I call my two years of rebellion. <laughs> Boy, God, only you could do it. Well, my two years of rebellion. I'm not a saint. It was at that point, you know, I realized, well, live life. I thought I was living life. Um. And I decided it was at that point I wanted to pursue my scholarship, which I obtained before I won the competition. At that time, you know, Prime Minister Skerritt and um, Minister of Education at the time, um, Henderson, Vince Henderson, you know, they invited me to, because we were working on the festival season. So they invited me to the Prime Minister's booth, my mom and, 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 and myself. And, you know, they met with me and they, and they said, you know, what you're doing for the country. I'll never forget, it was an honest conversation. And I think I, 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 I can discuss it. And they said, you know, what you're doing for the country, it's amazing. I don't think it's ever been done. And, you know, we want to, we want to give you an opportunity to pursue education. And we, have, we, we would desire to grant you a scholarship. And I just remembered, like, when they walked away, you know, after the discussion and thanking them and so forth, they walked away, I stayed and I, over the balcony for a moment and just said, God, I don't deserve this. I never had any vision or any plan of going off to college, you know, or anything like that. And man, <laughs> it wasn't part of the package for, for, you know, the competition, but the leader of the country felt 
why not you know help this young person who's doing so much for the country at such a critical time you know why not give an award of you know a school scholarship and it was that scholarship from there you know so from nursing school i got my job i worked with um um Dasper for three years and then it was then i decided that it's time it's time for me to to do something with that scholarship and to you know go somewhere to get an education and to further myself so you so you ultimately left dominica and you went to the states to study and you started one degree you completed and then you decided because right now right now taryn and simon more fun, more fun. <laughs> you know taryn taryn and simon decides that she wants to kind of shift her path a little bit or the path that she had for herself and walk another path. When did that happen? There were many shifts for Tarina <laughs> Simon. Tarina went from Calypsonian to, you know, regional competition to, you know, a, um, student to employee. <laughs> and then from employee, you know, I decided to pursue that education. And even there, you know, by God's grace, I completed my de my undergrad degree. I'm so grateful. Um, you know, I was able to complete that with the help of government of Dominica. And then, um, there's this thing called you know optional practical training where you can opt to stay and get some experience in your field. I opted to stay because I wanted to get experience in my field. Again, all with the intention, you know, to master what I had learned mm -hmm. and use. And so it was after that, I was about to actually move out of where I'm currently located in 2016. And I can't really say that Tarina decided. <laughs> I didn't have a boy. I can't say Tarina decided. But Tarina realized that there is more to life for her. And that... It's almost like I felt like I had reached my cap and I didn't know what else to do. Okay, you have the degree. Okay, you have the trophy. Okay, you have all these titles. Okay, you had your two years of rebellion. Okay, you've tried so many things. And then in 2016, I was about, you know, a friend of mine, we had agreed we were gonna move off, move off to Austin, um, which was um, a, a, near, a nearby town from where I live city from Riley. Plans made, bags packed, ready to go. And I felt like I couldn't leave. I cried because I had to disappoint this one friend of mine. You know, that we had planned we were gonna go, you know, we, we had gone ahead and looked at apartments and everything, girl. Plans were in place. My plans were in place. But God had different plans. I felt this desire that Okay, I'm heading off to do this, but I feel like there's more to life. What am I doing? Okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to work and then get a job and then, and then what? I want more to, I want more purpose. There's more to life. I felt empty. You know, I had lived a life of rebellion for a little while. And, 
you know, in one of my stories on my on my page in 2012, most persons may not know that or be aware. But I'm so grateful God preserved my life because in 2012 I attempted suicide. And I probably died. I didn't want to bring it up because I, I because I remember because I remember during um the year when I you came down when we sat down and we had it was your birthday. Um yes, I remember yes, our date. <laughs> we had a we had a birth date and and we had it at what's the name of that place? That Russian place. Um, gosh, it's not Harry. I can't remember the name. And we had a really, really good. And we spoke and we sat and we spoke for like hours. We were there from like seven to almost when they they almost kicked us out. Because yes, we. And you know, you shared you shared that with me. Why why had you gotten so so down? Like, what was going on? There's there's more to the life of Tarina that a lot of people don't know and may not be aware of. Um, you know, Tarina is a child at that time, and again, to no fault of anyone. I speak my story not not to to belittle anybody, not to shame anyone, but I was empty. I had emptiness. I experienced trauma as a child. And you know, walked through that thing, not having anywhere to have an outlet. And then, man's story, you end up in relationships, you put yourself in relationships, you know, you experience heartbreak, you experience trauma, and you're seeing all of these external things happening, but in internally, there's no joy. You're not happy. And you're like, there must be more to life outside of the accolades. Oh, Outside of the the rewards, the awards, outside of all of this, there must be more to life. And I'm like, I know God. I've experienced God as a child. I've seen his hand in my life, in my own intimate relationship with him. But then I forgot it. I forgot my intimacy with him or, or talk. And and I got to that point where I, I lost hope, JL. I lost hope. At that time, I had a, a really bad um, academic experience and, you know, just thinking back on so many things, I felt like I was a failure. That was when, you know, the enemy came and spoke to me and was like, look at you, you failing at everything. Not seeing the victories, but only seeing the failures. I lost hope. I lost hope. And then I remembered, you know, I attempted suicide for details I won't discuss, you know, not want to give anybody any ideas on how to do anything. But I remember I sat in my tub in my apartment. I texted my mom, you know, and I told her whatever I said to her. I don't remember. Maybe she can't talk about that. And at that point, I gave up hope jail. Things around me was dark. Yes, life, all is life, all these cameras, all these actions. But inside, and so many people are like that. We're walking around with our smiles on our face, makeup on our cheeks, you know, our hair done, our for the guys, you know, we fade, but we're dying inside. And um, 
And I guess, you know, I got away from all of the limelight and everything. And so I had that time to sit alone. And reality of, of hopelessness hit me. But I encountered God. I experienced God. My experience is not everyone's experience. But I sat in that tub and my body feeling limp. And I just was like, okay, you know what, that's it. I'm done. Never spoke this before. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. What's, what's the point of living? <laughs> and I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, it was almost like reality hit me. And I said, oh my God, what did I just do? What did Taryn and Simon just do? And I remember crying out, God, if you can deliver me from this, which I have put myself in, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And I remember hearing this song in my head by Donnie McClurkin. Tell me what to do when you've done all you can. Feel like you can't make it good. Child, you just stand. Watch the Lord see you through. You just stand. I, I remember that song resonating in my ears because my mom would always play that album. That was one of our first CDs we had. <laughs> and that song echoed in my heart and in my head. And it's almost like I was hearing, you know, angels singing over me. And I just remember crying out, tears rolling on my eyes. And I can't move myself out of my soul. And I said, God, if you can get me through this, I promise you, I will put you for the rest of my life. And I don't know how, but I got up, got to my bed, and I was probably asleep for three days. And in those three days, I got up the third day to the knock of someone on my door because I had texted someone at that time and the person said they were knocking for three days. That's how I knew I was out for three days. They were knocking for three days. There, were no, there was no response. And then they came and when I finally got strength to get up, I went to the door. I opened the door and, <clears throat> you know, he said, what's going on? Why, why wasn't I hearing from you? I said, I pretended I was drinking. I said, no, I was just having my few drinks. I was probably knocked out. And he said, okay, but he had a dog, so he left the dog with me. I said, you're going to get some food and whatever. He said, did you eat? Whatever. Fast forward. I still did not <laughs> serve God actively after that. Because that was in 2012. 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, four years later. Here I go again, that feeling of emptiness. I finished my degree, got a job, worked, was about to go get another job in Austin. And I'm just like, there's more to life. And I can't leave. Not yet. I disappointed that friend. And I said, I need, I need God. And I was reminded of that conversation a little bit later down in 2016, but 
it was about August. So that was mm-hmm. about I was graduated and about August we were about to leave. And <clears throat> when I got home, I sat down and I said, God, if you want me to stay here, let me get a job. The next day I got a job. And I said, Okay, that's it. I'm going to find you. The word of God said, if you seek me, you'll find me. I told God I'm going to find you. But I need help. I need a church. And honestly, I stepped away from church because of my a bad experience I had when I was younger. Church, as in church gathering, the the you know, the aggregation of a people of like mind. I stepped away because of a bad experience I had. Yeah, we spoke, so that I said, that. we spoke about that. We spoke about that. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's not, it's not only you. A lot of us young people have a lot of, a lot of, from church yeah. because of a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, 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 I decided I need, I need a place because I need, I, need I need some guidance. I recognize that need, first of all. And I, I purposed in my heart. I don't care what experience I had. I need to find a ministry to help guide me. And so I had visited a few churches because, you know, that's a three-week process. I started my job. You know, I visited a few um, ministries in the area. And I said, something I can't. I, I, and no, nothing against the ministry. And then one day God used an unbeliever real good friend of mine at the time and she was like boy see i think i need someone called in my life let's go church now. i said that's it i knew it was god using her to direct me and then i said okay where are we going and then she said you know i, I you know i'm not really into church and all of that but there's this little church nice quaint little church um i think we can go there because they actually teach from the bible you know she was talking and she's like there are times when i go there and i feel like but you know me i'm not ready for that life <laughs> she was on, but at that time she felt she needed God, and hey, it was my fleece. I was asking because I knew what I asked God for. I said, God, give me, give me a guy, direct me, and He sent me a fleece through her. And we we went to church, you know, small church. You know, I'm a I'm a musical person, and I'm like, man, okay, you know, at the time, you um, I'm like, okay, this is new, this is different, um, and then. I heard the word of God being taught. And I'm like, okay, I went to church. I don't fall asleep. Normally, I would sleep if I go to church. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep. And I felt a burn in my heart. And in scripture, it says, you know, the disciples knew that it was Jesus that was walking with them because their heart did burn. And it was after he revealed himself to them, he disappeared. I said, at that time, I didn't know that, of course. As I walked, I realized, okay, it was, you know, God speaking to my heart that, you know, okay, this might be where you need to be. <clears throat> and so I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try. It's different. It's small. It's not big like the other big churches that I had gone to, but it's intimate enough that I can reach the pastor. I can ask him questions. I can talk to the first lady. You know, it's intimate enough that I can ask, you know, the people around. If I have questions, I can ask them. And so I chanted Richman. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Okay. I and so um I heard the word of God. I heard about Jesus. And the first thing I heard was God is not mad at me. 
ฮะสุดยอดมันจะมี what I did last night you mean party I went to last night if I come to church you know what I mean you mean God loves me so much that He gave His only begotten Son so that if I just believe I can have life in this earth and life everlasting I want that I made up my mind that that day all or nothing I remember saying all or nothing and so I was like okay what programs do you all have Um, you know, they had a Bible study at the time. They were studying the Ark, um, the Ark of Covenant, and you know, walking through the Ark and what the different parts mean, and you know how it shows Jesus and reflects Jesus and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I have my Bible, my 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 Bible, my mom bought me my my TDJ's Bible that was on Psalms 23 on my table all the time. I guess I have to dust it off and start reading it now. And I began that journey. And I recall I was going to church at that time. I hadn't, you know, fully yielded my life, and I think I feel like I really want to know if this is God, you know, if it's just me just going for a phase. And so around that time, the area I live in, college students, you know, we always having parties, and so I said, I'm gonna go to a party. And based on how I feel, after that day, I'll make that decision. I'm never going back. I went to that party. Now I would go for my power hour, one hour, let the party hype. You know, you can, <laughs> you can you can get you know a good a good dance in. You oh, can you know a good feel. I decided at that point is where I am going to in, make my entrance, my grand entrance, because that was when I narrowed it down to. I went, I went in there, and I felt so out of place. Me that would always go party and enjoy myself and you know shake a little leg here and there. I felt out of place for the first time. I felt convicted. I felt like this wasn't where I needed to be. No qualms to anyone else that was there. That was me. And I remember when I walked away from the party. I I didn't even stay twenty minutes. I walked away, and as I was walking, endeavoring towards my apartment. I did not look back, and I said, "That's it. That's it. I've made up my mind." Lashanda well, said, "You lose face." What she say? She said, "You lose face." <laughs> I lose face. Why? Paul, from my tongue, you know, I lost. I literally did. I lost face for that type of life, um, because I discovered the way, the truth, and the life. And I walked away, and I decided that was it. No, it's one thing for for me to say, okay, I'm going to church because my mom made me or whatever, but I made that decision. That that was it. I have seen the hand of God in my life, and now my perspective started to change because I started to see. I hope started to enter my heart. I started to hear things, and I would study for myself, open my Bible, and I would have questions. I remember my pastor be like, "How, how did you end up there?" <laughs> I would have questions. And he was always so noble and always so he didn't disregard my questions as foolish. He would always say, "Okay, study again and let's let's discuss." And he would be open to listen to me. And that was something I had never I had not experienced before. The love of God. I had not experienced it in the church setting. And so, it was at that point I said, "Okay, I think I found my place." So then I ask, okay, how can I serve? Because if you love something, you want to serve it, right? I'm like, okay, how can I serve? 
and it wasn't necessarily the place, but I found where I found my well. You know, the woman who met Jesus at the well. She encountered Jesus, and I'm like, okay, wow, I need to tell everybody about this. I need to tell everybody about this Jesus I've encountered at this place. I need to tell. I, my heart became full of, of, of joy. I, I was overwhelmed by the love of God. And of course, you know, I continued to walk and grow. And, and of course, I made immature decisions and made mistakes along the way. But at the end of the day, the love of God is what kept bouncing me back to Him. The love of God for me, because at that point, I started to grow in understanding that God isn't mad at me, first of all. He loved me too much that He Himself came into this earth, died for me, the place that I should have taken, so that I could go free. I could be whole, free of disease, free of sickness, free of, 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 of confusion, free of calamity. Yes, I'm in the world. I will experience the storms and the waves that occur in this terra firma. But my true life is hidden Christ in God. And that was it for me. That was it for me. I found my I found my place, I found my niche, I found I found God. And I found Jesus. Because prior to that I had Muslim friends, you know, um, um I would try, you know, fasting um but not as a Muslim, you know, like crazy stuff I tell you. But at the end of the day, it was all pushing me in the direction of where I believe I am today, which is the right path for me. And of course, with life, you know, things change. You you develop in different ways and so forth. And I am so grateful that I sought after more and I found the greatest of all. I found the creator of the universe. I found my father. I found the one, my mother. I found my true love. I found, I found my peace. I found my joy. I found the answer to the questions that I had in my heart. I found the way. And I said, okay, this is beyond just going to a church for me. This is now a relationship with my Savior, with the one who paid for my life. In other words, I have 100 full percent access to eternal life in Christ Jesus. He went, he, he paid the price for me. And I didn't, I didn't want to, to do injustice. I, I, I'm, I'm taking it. You know when you get a shopping spree? <laughs> you have a shopping spree, you're not going to be like, oh, let me just, I'll just take this and let me leave, you know, change on the shopping, shopping spree. No. He gave you life, paid off, debt for you, or no more to the world. And now you just need to learn the clauses and the, and the, 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 the you know, like you have, if you're a, I was a brand ambassador once for Lubia Spring Water. And so, as a brand ambassador, I had to understand that there were limitations with what I could and couldn't do. You know, mm -hmm. um, you couldn't re represent other brands or you could, you know, some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, okay, now I'm a kingdom ambassador. I'm an ambassador for the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And now I need to understand the blueprint. I need to understand the, 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 the little defined define print. I need to understand who I am now in Christ Jesus. And that takes time. It takes you studying. And God is patient enough to progressively work with you because of his love for you. So, so Tarina, you, you pretty much went to school for ministry. Yes. I just graduated in May of this year. 
um, with my master of ministry. I mean, I, I was that passionate. <laughs> I am that passionate about this, this life, this kind of life that I have discovered. There is other forms of life, but I've discovered the life of all life. What does that, what does that entail? What does that entail, being a, a master of a ministry? Minister. What a exactly? Yes. Basically, you go to school and you get to understand, um, for example, let me see how break it down very simple. You get to understand how the religions across, you get to understand the religions across different nations. You get to um, understand different cultures and cultural appropriations because they are doing an international, um, um, international culture course. You get to do leadership, you know, so that you can know how to properly handle people um, and not to mishandle people because, I mean, I've experienced mishandling myself. Um, <clears throat> and maybe I've even done some mishandling because as, as a leader, I'm human. I make mistakes. And you know, you, you do the right thing when you make a mistake. You repent, have a change of mind, change of attitude, change of purpose. And so um, you get to learn how to be a leader. Um, you get to even assess some of your own self. Because one of, my, one of my courses, you had to do an assessment of your own self to understand your life and your purpose, why it is that you're doing, what, why, what you're doing. You, um, you get to understand the theology of, you know, of, of of God Himself, you get to understand. Um, I mean, it's not a necessarily a theology um, degree, which is okay. different. It's not a seminary degree. In other words, I don't get trained in um, the. I, I want to be careful with my I, in the doctrine mm -hmm. of things, but you know, it's just a wider. It's a wider scope. You get to understand different religions, so you know how to you set, you, you know how to respect other people's vantage points. I remember yeah. one of my projects, I chose to study Rastafarianism. That was fun because I was the only, you know, um, person who's ever done that particular religion for my course. Um, <clears throat> you it's get funny, to, um, funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I just completed a few months ago a thesis paper on Rastafarianism. So, uh -huh. like, like, so it's paper. Like, I know, like we, we should we should exchange. I'll send you mine yeah. and you'll send me yours. But but I mean yeah. we've had we've had the discussions on religion, how we see religion, the two of us, and how we view uh, Christianity and, and you've given your opinion. And now one of the things that you always find in religion is this argumentative. You always want to defend, like people always want to defend. Where right, so they all there's there's this this thing that goes on where people and and I am not about that life like and I've expressed to you how I've seen how I see um God and and the universe and Jesus I've expressed that to you and it was uh, uh, hearing you talk your story you know it's different when people talk bits and pieces of their story along their lifeline. And mm -hmm. and say it in one go, and then you realize, oh, when we when we were speaking, that's why she was so attentive. It's because she understood where I was coming from, and you were not trying to argue with me about Christianity or or different religions, or because because again, my I did a lot of studying African studies as well as Caribbean studies. 
as well as black history. And, and a lot of that, um, I've come to understand my place and how I see religion and how I see people and how I see, and I don't flack anyone for their acceptance uh, or their choices, whether you're Roman Catholic, whether you're, you choose Islam, whether you choose Buddhism, whether you 